Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Thursday, February 17th, 2022. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, BTC, $43,890.48, down 0.84%. Ethereum at number two, $3,134.67, down 0.85%. Tether at number three, $1. Number four, BNB, $427.89, down 0.80%. USD coin, number five, 99 cents. XRP number six, 83 cents, down 0.43%. Cardano at number seven, $1.08, down 1.66%. Solana at number eight, $101.92, down 2.78%. Avalanche at number nine, $95.64, up 3.02%. And last but not least, number 10, Terra, $56.32, down 0.68%. Let's take a look at the Crypto Fear and Greed Index, Extreme Fear can be a sign that investors are too worried that could be a buying opportunity and when investors are getting too greedy that means the market is due for correction so what we got today is neutral at 52 yesterday was neutral at 51 last week was neutral at 50 and last month was extreme fear at 24 let's look at our five articles today article number one is bitcoin the case for and against a wild bullish impulse anytime soon article two JP Morgan becomes the first bank to open in the metaverse where you can shop with crypto and NFTs. Article number three is SEC's Gensler doesn't have much to say about Ripple or XRP except this. Article number four, Canadian police block over 30 crypto wallets associated with the Freedom Convoy truckers. And last but not least, the main topic today is you may owe crypto taxes on these surprising things in 2022. All right. Before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much to everyone that's been supporting me so far. Again, you can catch me on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts called Dave's Daily Crypto Take. And if you're in the YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. All right. Let's get into it, everyone. Article number one is Bitcoin, the case for and against a wild bullish impulse anytime soon. There's a growing sense of uncertainty within crypto investors concerning the Federal Reserve interest rate hikes in March. The latest Glass Nodes, the week on chain newsletter published on 14th of February, gave insights about this upcoming storm. Brace yourself, the expected rate hikes flattened the futures term structure through March. This signals a clear investor uncertainty regarding the wider economic impact of a tighter US dollar. Given the preceding decades of loose monetary policy, the aforementioned graph shows an objective flat area on the futures term structure curve, echoing the sentiment that investors are not expecting a significant bullish breakout through the end of 2022. Futures out to the end of 2022, for instance, have been trading with a very modest 6% annualized premium. This suggests the market is quite far from anticipating a wild bullish impulse anytime soon. Annualized premium is the value above a dollar that a person will pay for the risk of a futures contract. A higher premium indicated higher risk appetite. As per the report, quote, it appears that investors are deleveraging and utilizing derivatives markets to hedge out risk and buying downside protection with a keen eye on the Fed rate hikes expected in March. There was a notable deleveraging across future markets this week, such as de-risking resulted in a decline in total futures open interest from 2% to 1.76% of the total crypto market cap. Ergo pointed at preference for protection, conservative leverage, and a cautious approach to storm clouds on the horizon. 
finally, some sunshine. Bitcoin proponents held their positions despite the circumstances, be it Fed rate hike, increased selling pressure, etc. Bitcoin outflows from exchanges highlight this narrative. According to the aforementioned graph, net outflows reached a rate of 42,900 BTC per month, i.e. Bitcoin outflows from exchanges were vastly outweighing inflows. In fact, quote, this trend of net outflows has now been sustained for around three weeks, supporting the current price bounce from the recent 33.5K lows. Long-term holder supply continued to hold the sideways trend with a total supply held of around 13.341 million BTC. Since the October all-time high, low-time t- low, uh, highs have spent only 175K BTC on the net. Despite the prevailing macro headwinds, strong hands demonstrated a remarkably resilient cohort of hodlers. So who prevails in the end? Fundstrat managing partner Tom Lee in a CNBC interview on 14th of February, discussed the rate's hike. According to the exec, due to an interest rate reversal, for the next 10 years, you're guaranteed to lose money owning bonds. That's almost $60 trillion of the $142 trillion. The deficit would flow into the crypto universe. Investors could earn yields that match or maybe even outperform the yields they earn from bonds, he opined. Quote, I think what is more likely is a lot of speculative capital from equities. It's going to be tracing its roots to a rotation out of bonds, and it's going to eventually flow into crypto. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? Bitcoin, the case for and against a wild bullish impulse anytime soon. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, let's keep on going. Next up, JP Morgan becomes the first bank to open in the metaverse where you can shop with crypto and NFTs. So you can now do your banking in the metaverse after the US lender JP Morgan opened up a lounge in the blockchain based virtual world of Decentraland on Tuesday, becoming the first major bank to do so. In the virtual lounge, you can buy virtual plots of land with non-fungible tokens or NFTs and make other purchases using cryptocurrency. Before you reach the lounge, you are greeted by a tiger and an avatar of JP Morgan CEO, Jamie Dimon. The bank unveiled its virtual world called the Onyx Lounge, a report which showed the types of business opportunities companies may find in the metaverse. So chilling in the JP Morgan's metaverse lounge in Decentraland, they have a tiger. The metaverse will likely infiltrate every sector in some way in the coming years. So with the market opportunity estimated at over $1 trillion, in yearly revenues, the report said, JP Morgan said it plans to play a major role in the metaverse and could help tackle issues in the virtual world currently dealt with in real life, such as validating accounts and fraud prevention. Interest in the metaverse spiked last October after Facebook announced it was changing its name to Meta to reflect its focus on the virtual world where users will be able to work and socialize. The metaverse, which already exists, especially in gaming, may provide massive advertising potential, which companies such as Nike are already trying to tap into with NFT-based products and shop fronts. The JP Morgan report also noted that between June and December last year, the average price of virtual land doubled from $6,000 to $12,000. It also predicted that in-game advertising spending will reach $18.4 billion per year by 2027. This democratic ownership economy, uh, coupled with the possibility of interoperability, could unlock immense economic opportunities whereby digital goods and services are no longer captive to a singular gaming platform or brand, the report said.
So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this short article? JP Morgan becomes the first bank to open in the metaverse where you can shop with crypto and NFTs. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay. Article number three, SEC's Gensler doesn't have much to say about Ripple or XRP, except this. The Gary Gensler-led Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, has repeatedly aired its concerns about spot Bitcoin exchange traded funds, ETFs. In fact, the chairman believes there is a lack of infrastructure designed to prevent fraudulent and manipulative acts and practices. According to the agency, this would have served the SEC's intent to protect investors and public interests. This is all I ask. In a recent interview with Fox Business, Gensler again put forward his perspective given the growing uncertainty on the regulatory front, especially since different uh, applicants or funds, including Grayscale, Van Eck, etc., haven't satisfied the requirements of their regulatory watchdogs. Gensler reiterated his position this time around, stating, I continue to say, come into work and the SEC register under the securities laws. Is probably weighted, but you've got 75 or 500 or 1,000 of tokens on your platform. It's pretty unlikely none of them are a security. For a Bitcoin ETF to win the day, the issuer must establish what the SEC calls a surveillance sharing agreement with another major compliance-minded market upon which the asset trades. Bitcoin futures trading on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, CME, seemingly fit this model. CME has had a regulated market since 2017, as per Gensler. On the contrary, the latter spot ETF apparently doesn't quite possess the framework for underlying. Having said that, different critics of BTC futures ETFs have pointed the possibility of using them for pricing as opposed to spot Bitcoin. This could lead to underperformance. Futures tend to trade at a premium to the underlying asset, though they could trade at a discount. So SEC versus Ripple. The SEC have pursued Ripple over claims that XRP is an unregistered security. On the contrary, Ethereum has granted a regulatory green light with ETH now well considered as being not a security. When asked about the same in the aforementioned interview, Gensler refused to comment in depth. However, he did say that the conceptual uh, framework was the public investing money, anticipating profits on the efforts of others, he added. He quoted, raise money from the public issue side is a basic bargain of full and fair disclosure and anti-fraud protections. And you register with a government agency called the Securities and Exchange Commission. And that's really what we're trying to do is help continue with the basic bargain. SEC chair added, we're technology neutral. If people want to invest or speculate in this field, then these tokens are most importantly, the platforms, the trading, the lending platforms come in. Register, do it within the law, not trying to skirt the law. Different users on Twitter have their dissatisfaction with these responses. For instance, Liz Hoffman, an executive at Wall Street Journal, believes that Gensler is throwing shade at crypto companies. Wow. So what do you guys think about this article? SEC's Gensler doesn't have much to say about Ripple or XRP except this. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right. Uh, before we get into round two of the articles, just want to say thank you so much. I've been looking at the analytics and I see a lot of people actually listening in in America. Shout out to all the Florida people, Texas people, and New York and also California. Thank you so much for listening into the podcast. I'm really appreciative and humble about it. So thank you so much. Again, if you have friends or family, they can catch me on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts on Dave's Daily Crypto Take 
and on YouTube space, like, share, and subscribe. Helps me out greatly. All right, let's keep on going, everyone. Uh, article number four is Canadian police block over 30 crypto wallets associated with the Freedom Convoy truckers. So big news out of Canada. A total of 34 uh, cryptocurrency wallets allegedly associated with the Canadian truckers protesting COVID-19 restrictions, which had been raising money with Bitcoin for the Freedom Convoy 2022 campaign have reportedly been blocked. In particular, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police, RCMP, Canada's National Police Force has issued an order requiring all Frintac regulated organizations in Canada to stop interacting with 34 crypto wallets, according to the counter signal. It is still unknown whether or not this request from the police will result in a breakdown in this discernment of the funds. The order comes from after Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergency Act for the first time since 1988 in response to the continuing trucker protests on February 14. Quote, the Ontario Provincial Police and Royal Canadian Mounted Police are currently investigating cryptocurrency donations being collected in relation to illegal acts falling under the scope of the Emergency Acts Measure Acts that RCMP ordered states. It also adds that, quote, pursuant to the Emergency Economic Measures Order under subsection 19-1 of the Emergencies Act, there is a duty to cease facilitating any transactions pertaining to the following cryptocurrency addresses. So one wallet contains over $1 million in Bitcoin. At least one wallet containing more than a million in Bitcoin has been verified as being part of the Hong Kong HODL effort to support truckers through cryptocurrencies. So, which became one of the critical ways of contributing to the truckers following GoFundMe's decision not to distribute $9 million raised on its platform. The federal police have listed 29 Bitcoin addresses, two Ethereum addresses, one one wallet for each of the cryptocurrencies Cardano, Monero, and Litecoin. Each wallet is said to have transacted between 0 to $1.1 million in digital assets. The police also asked for any information about a transaction or proposed transaction regarding these addresses to be disclosed immediately to the task force. So Trudeau's government takes action against the protest. The Canadian government is widening the reach of the country's anti-mundering, laundering, and counter-terrorist financing laws and regulations, taking action against crowdfunding websites and the payment processors that they utilize. Consequently, they are required to register with the Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Center of Canada to report any substantial questionable donations that come their way. The modifications apply to all sorts of transactions, including cryptocurrency. The government is concerning its efforts on disrupting the flow of funding to protesters and pursuing individuals who provide financial support to what it calls unlawful protests. However, while the authorities are keen to seize any funds associated with the Freedom Convoy, it is likely that this digital currency is outside the grasp of the government of Canada, assuming the funds are housed outside of an unauthorized uh, Canadian cryptocurrency exchange. So there you guys have it. Canadian police block over 30 crypto wallets associated with the Freedom Convoy truckers. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay, last but not least, the main topic today. You may owe crypto taxes on these surprising things in 2020. If you're one of the millions of people who bought crypto for the first time in 2021, you might be in a surprise when you do your taxes. Crypto may have started out as a discrete decentralized economy, 
But now that the nearly $2 trillion sector has gone mainstream enough to occupy coveted Super Bowl ad space, the Internal Revenue Service is well clued in. The IRS classifies cryptocurrency as intangible property for tax purposes, which means the profits you make from selling virtual currency are subject to capital gains taxes. This holds true whether you bought Bitcoin or altcoins on a crypto exchange like Coinbase or simply used an app like Venmo or PayPal to buy and use cryptocurrency. It's at the forefront of tax professionals' mind this year. TurboTax now asks upfront when beginning your 2021 tax return whether or not you traded crypto last year. And if you do your taxes on paper with the help of a certified public accountant, CPA, you should at least be prepared to tell them your 2021 crypto earnings. This is easier when you plug your wallet into a crypto portfolio tracking app that can calculate your capital gains and losses in minutes. But what exactly does the IRS consider to be earnings when it comes to crypto and what triggers a taxable event? Let's take a look at how IRS classifies the following scenarios. So surprise crypto tax bills to watch out for in 2022. Did you get gifted an NFT, but everyday goods with crypto or earn enough crypto to push you into a new tax bracket? Here are some common surprise crypto taxes and how experts suggest you stay prepared. Gifted crypto and airdrops. Crypto was a popular present last year. According to a BlockFi survey, one in 10 people gave crypto as a holiday gift. However, exciting crypto may be, if you have gave or received it as a gift, you should be aware of IRS rules on gifting. There's a $15,000 gift threshold for 2021, meaning the recipient doesn't have to claim the gift as income as long as it's worth $14,999 or less. If my parents gave me $10,000 in Bitcoin, that's not a taxable income for me, said David Kermember, CEO and co-founder of CoinLedger, a crypto tax reporting software. But there are some nuances. If your crypto gains value and you experience a capital gain when you sell it, either for US dollars or a different cryptocurrency, you will be required to pay capital gains taxes on the amount you profited, not the entire amount you sold it for. Capital gains taxes are also calculated based on your income and how long you held the asset before selling. NFTs. Anyone on social media has likely heard of non-fungible tokens, but now, but few know how they are taxed. The IRS has yet to release definitive guidance on NFTs, but it's worth noting that British tax authorities recently made the country's first seizure of NFTs during a fraud investigation and tax crackdown. Of course, U.S. citizens can't look to other countries for precise tax guidance, but it's becoming clear each day that consumers shouldn't try to sweep NFT purchases and trades under the rug. Until the IRS can issue is uh, more nuanced guidance, tax professionals advise treating NFTs as a virtual asset, just like any other crypto. There are three things to watch out for here. Number one, the $15,000 gift threshold for NFTs, gifting or airdropping NFTs is not taxable as long as their value is under $15,000. Some of the more expensive NFTs are currently valued at higher than that, with famous NFTs like Bored Apes starting at six figures. Giving someone a five-figure piece of digital art may seem generous, but only if the person giving the NFT is prepared to fill out Form 709 and pay gift taxes. Otherwise, the recipient might be on hook to pay taxes on the portion of the NFT valued above $15,000, not the entire value, however. Number two, capital gains. Capital gains taxes uh, apply when you sell NFTs, selling your NFT for fiat currency. Cryptocurrency or another NFT is a taxable event. You'll be taxed on the income you make 
calculated by subtracting your cost basis from the gross proceeds you get from selling. Capital gains taxes range from 0% to 20%, depending on your income and how long you held the assets. And three, buying NFTs is also usually a taxable event. Because NFTs are almost always bought or sold in crypto, there are multiple transactions between fiat and cryptocurrencies that result in capital gains or losses. Purchasing an NFT is therefore commonly a taxable event, even if you don't sell it or for profit. One last possibility is that the IRS could classify NFTs as collectibles, similar to stamps, antiques, or trading cards. If they were to do this, the capital gains taxes would be slightly higher than normal at a rate of 28%. For now, most CPAs suggest sticking to normal capital gains laws, though that could always change. Gaming reward tokens, a growing number of people worldwide are making an additional income via play to earn video games that reward players with decentralized finance. DeFi, tokens that can hold real-world value and can be exchanged for either crypto or fiat currencies. While this new source of cash has been benefited many, the crypto earned within these online games is not exempt from taxes. Reward tokens will fall into a similar tax bracket to staking rewards, said Kate Waltman, a CPA who focuses on cryptocurrency and digital assets. Staking is an advanced DeFi process that lets traders uh, earn passive income on their crypto exchange for letting the blockchain lock uh, it for a period of time, usually months. All gamers aren't necessarily well-versed in DeFi, so it's important that they are aware of how IRS will tax their crypto earnings. Well, here we are. Those rewards are going to be taxable versus playing traditional video games where you may earn rewards in the game, but they are only usable inside the game. Waltman said, the tricky piece here isn't so much knowing that it's taxable, but rather knowing what value these tokens are. So according to Waltman, the IRS hasn't offered concrete regulation yet with respect to these details. I think a lot of people have been playing video games and earning crypto reward tokens and may not realize they actually hold value, she said. And bumping up to a higher tax bracket. A lot of people made money on crypto last year. According to Waltman, some therefore broke the $200,000 adjusted gross income threshold for the first time and may have higher taxes than normal. In this case, new high income earners will need to pay the net investment income, a 3.8% tax that's added on to your capital gains, dividends, and royalty income. If you're an individual and your modified adjusted gross income exceeds $200,000, then you trigger this net investment income tax on your top of your normal capital gains tax that you're already paying on, said Waltman. And the income threshold jumps up to $250,000 for people who are married filing jointly and down to $125,000 for those married filing separately. So buying coffee and everyday goods with crypto. Buying goods and services with crypto, even small purchases like buying a coffee, might trigger a taxable event in the eyes of the IRS. Here's why. Paying for everyday items involves exchanging a digital currency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, for fiat currency, example, the US dollar, prepaid crypto debit cards and crypto credit cards, and make this process so seamless, it may not seem like it's worth telling the IRS. However, small transactions throughout the year can add up to a significant sum. Those who buy everyday goods and services with crypto should therefore keep good records. This brings us to our next point. Crypto rewards cards. So these are really interesting, said Waltman. From a tax perspective, it's kind of complex. 
popular crypto debit and credit cards like Gemini MasterCard and BlockFi Bitcoin Rewards Card have made it easy to buy items in the store using crypto. In addition, users can earn crypto rewards such as 3% back in Bitcoin on spending. These cards can either simply IRS crypto reporting or, in other cases, open them up to even more taxable events within their crypto. Rewards generally aren't taxable, noted Waltman, and are treated just like credit card points and airline miles you earn after meeting certain spending conditions. Consumers who use debit cards that allow them to spend in U.S. dollars but earn in crypto don't have to report their rewards until they exchange them for fiat or another cryptocurrency via a purchase or an exchange. That's a really interesting way to start accumulating and acquiring crypto without it being taxable income to you right away, Wellman said. However, if your crypto rewards card is a prepaid card and you're actually paying with a balance of crypto each time you swipe your card, there is an exchange happening behind the scenes that require IRS reporting. BitPay, for example, allows you to pay with your crypto, Wellman said. When you swipe the card, it very quickly and simultaneously makes a conversion for you from Bitcoin to fiat that exchange will have capital gains. So what a long article, but a very important one. You may owe crypto taxes on these surprising things in 2022. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, before we head out, let's take a look at the prices one last time at number one, BTC, $43,890. Ethereum, $3,134. Tether, uh, $1. BNB, $427. USD coin, 99 cents. XRP, 83 cents. Cardano, $1.08. Solana, $101. Avalanche, $95. And last but not least, Terra at $56. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. You can catch me on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And if you're in a YouTube space, like, share, and subscribe. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great crypto day and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.